Welcome Yo. to the second episode of the Tech Alley. Tabiso here. Bonga here. How you doing? I'm a man. I'm good. Tired. How's the week? Uh, well, it's been a crazy couple of days. I had a, a car breakdown. Uh, work's been hectic. Oh. Hectic, boring, hectic, boring. So, switches between the two. But I'm, I'm good. How's the week been for you? Very hectic. Uh, a lot of stuff going on at work. A lot of stuff changing. Uh, but yeah, man, we, we, we just try to keep going on. We just try to keep going on. Um, yeah. So... Two so weeks since our first episode. Uh, thanks very much, guys, for the feedback. We really appreciate the engagement on, on all of our platforms. Um, give us more feedback about what you thought. Uh, we've had some very interesting views around what we should be discussing next. Mm. Um, and we think we've come up with with a topic that, that, that can be expanded on a lot, considering what has happened in recent times around this topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So today we're going to be talking um, about payments and more specifically want to try to talk, start talking about mobile payments and when we're talking mobile payments we're talking things like your snap scans your zappers online banking payments um the the controversial chat banking i want to talk about that on <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the 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 that apps are whatsapp banking because i got a lot of flag from from well not flag but i got a lot of people um having conspiracy theories about getting hacked when using whatsapp to make a payment or buying yeah. airtime or whatever so i want to try and, and get to to diffusing that those myths uh, around what that is how does it work because i think that it's it's one of those things that are pretty dope and I mean, people can actually do a whole lot of things if they can understand how these things actually work, what they are there for, and what they can do with them because they have quite a lot of capabilities. It's just that no one is really taking the time to explain it to the masses what's it about, what does it do. And we're not just talking WhatsApp banking only, but it's just more or less about payments not outside of the traditional going to the branch or um yeah just going to going to the branch or calling the bank for stuff and i think this is going to be an interesting topic um for for all of you guys as individuals as well as for those of you guys that have your own businesses i think it's it's such mm. an important thing to discuss payments for, for 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 businesses yeah because you know the way business is evolving guys want to be paid faster they want to be paid more and and without the right infrastructure and the right systems uh that cannot happen, right? And and I mean, you have a whole lot of small businesses booming out on, on social media, especially Instagram and and Twitter. You always see crazy stories about people either not getting paid or they pay and they're not getting their money back. So I mean, it's just to speak about um, making that a possibility. So, Tabi, so uh, maybe you can start us off. Yeah, sure. w- w- what is mobile payments? We know what a payment is, but mobile payments. What is it, and how did it come about? Actually, so we know that we've got like the legal and regulatory framework in SA that's set aside by the Saab. And the Saab has mandated the Payments Association of South Africa to, to, to control and manage all participants in the payment system, right? Um, and we know that the payment system in South Africa has various things. So we know that it starts all the way from cash and it goes all the way from the newer technologies that you've spoken about, such as Zapper and Snapscan. So, <clears throat> how the mobile world has come about is, is purely because of mobile phone penetration. So, we know in South Africa, 90% of South Africans have mobile phones, and over two thirds of those are smartphones, which means they have the technology infrastructure within the phone that can do payments. So, that tells you how mobile payments has come about 
um, um, within South Africa. But the, but the strange thing about that, what I, what I'm failing to understand is, as much as we have a, such a, a a large penetration of of mobile phones mm-hmm. and smartphones and whatever, the actual activity of payment. Um, of doing payments via like mobiles is actually quite low. I think the the stat that I saw was like it's 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 on what it's a six percent people that actually do payments and and usually they do payments on on small amounts like buying coffee or buying food at work, yep. and and those stuff. I know that for me personally at work we we are able to use Zapper on uh, to for payment and I've only ever used Zapper or Snapskin to buy food yep. or or buy a drink. But and interestingly enough. I was at Mug and Bean, um, the one in Woodmead, last weekend, and I actually paid my bill using Zapper. Yeah, exactly. So that's an interesting point that you make. So in South Africa, um, especially, it's very clear that um, individuals, or at least consumers, are very willing to use uh, mobile or contactless technology to pay for small items. But as soon as they have to pay for big items, they much prefer slower or, or older forms of technology such as Why cash, is that? EFT, or so the number one driving force is security. The number one driving force is security and 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 fear of being fr- uh, defrauded online, or, or fear of their money being taken out of out of out of their. Account. I kind that quite frustrates me because I feel like the security is not as bad as people make it out to be. You know what I mean? It's a perception. It, it's a, it, yeah, like. It, it's a perception that I, I I am actively trying, or my my person like I'm actively trying to to get rid of because it always frustrates me when someone says, "Oh, but what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens?" So, for example, just to quickly um, get get on it, so a couple of weeks ago, um, Absa released a, a new innovation called um, chat banking, or you can famously call it WhatsApp banking. Basically, what it allows you to do is that you can register um you you can register through whatsapp there's a whole registration process yeah you link your phone number to your bank account to your online banking profile and basically you can be able to do small transactions you can you can pay people that you normally pay quite frequently yeah. you can buy airtime for yourself yeah. excuse you can buy airtime for yourself and and you can um yeah you can buy airtime you can buy data so it's it's, it's common payments that you make and the whole proposition to it is that it's enabling you to not move from in between apps so you can literally be chatting to people and be and be paying people at the same time maybe you might be actually talking in real time to the person you're paying as it goes on so what i did is that when it came out i actually took a <clears throat> i took a screenshot so i tested it out and then i took screenshots of, of which we all uh, saw yeah <laughs> So I took I took screenshots of the whole transaction and I put like eight time like I think it was like five friends or something um you know, just to to test it out and I found it was a, quite a cool thing and then people started going but why what about this what about that so the first thing that people started going on about is that you can be able to buy eight time what if someone gets access to your WhatsApp and then they pay themselves on onto your account or they they buy airtime for yourselves and the first thing that i keep saying is that a person that wants to do malicious stuff on your account by the time they get they have all of your details they're not looking to do to use whatsapp to make a small transaction to themselves they're trying to do the most damage that they can make at the fastest time that they can make because they know that you can quickly stop it right so if someone says uh but if i what if i get a sim swap fraud and then I get I get scammed. The unfortunate thing, as far as I'm concerned, is that when you get 
when 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 you when you get that the person most likely would not go for whatsapp they'll go for your internet banking if they have access to your credentials to do so also the person who'll be able to pay themselves because the other security feature of this thing is that whatsapp banking it doesn't actually store anything that has to do with your banking details it actually it can read from your online banking profiles yeah. And then you can be able, whatever payments that you make or whatever payments that you make are only to people that you've already loaded on your internet banking profile. And I don't think people are, fi- are failing to understand that. Correct. So that brings up like a very nice tie into the South African society in which I think that's one of the things that the, the Saab is, is very heavily focused on, as well as its co-regulators in terms of ensuring that education around payments and around what can be done and what can't be done takes place um, we know for a fact uh, the new innovation or at least the new standard coming for debit payments called debit check yeah, will, so- yeah, will, yeah. Solve, <laughs> will solve some of some of some of the the, the issues around fraudulent behavior mm-hmm. um, it will it will be a standardized security usage across all of the big banks and some of the smaller banks um, it will create a data standard around what information is populated so all of this stuff will educate consumers as well as businesses around around the security features and around ensuring that this happens but what, but what i found interesting is that a lot of work has been done to 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 decrease uh, 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 levels of fraud i was looking at a, a stat recently and, and i saw that levels of fraud have come down in the last two or three years from about 500 million rand to about it's now sitting at around 200 to 300 million or fraud losses in online in the online payment world so there's, there's obviously other types of fraud that occur but in the online payment world that's what we're, we're looking at so so there is stuff being done and i think it's just making sure that the 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 people that are responsible for for catering the financial transactions so the big banks and other fintech players um, are always educating their own consumers and their own users of payment technologies around all of how this stuff works. So I think the first thing that really to 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 actually clarify for the masses is what is DebitCheck? You know, I, I feel like we need to actually specify this thing because, I mean, people, you know, there are people that are considered complaining, and uh, what I've noticed is that the largest complaints keep coming from this particular bank that I won't mention by name, just out of fear of getting getting our asses sued or whatever. But I mean, there, there's this bank that has been getting quite a, a lot of flack around. I mean, people saying week in, week out, we're getting, we 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 we're getting people are getting scammed, scammed or whatever. So I mean, we know historically, the whole thing about about banks and loading of debit orders is that the technology was never thought out back then. People never really thought about what would happen in the future. So we're not really going to get into the history of it. But what is debit check? So. DebiCheck is a process by which a customer or someone who has loaded debit orders onto their bank account can actually validate and authenticate the debit amount uh, that is being taken from their account. So you can validate that the debit is true and you can authenticate that whoever is taking that debit from your account is actually the person that is supposed to be taking. So for example, if you have the easiest one to use is probably a vehicle a vehicle installment. If you have a monthly vehicle installment that goes off, that is a specific amount from a specific institution. You can validate that, that it's that institution and you can also authenticate that it's that amount that should be taken off at, at that point in time. So, so it's going to create greater consistency around when that happens, how it happens, and it will also help consumers 
um, to also set their own levels of, of, of authentication. So yeah, um, just to expand on the what, part of the process, I mean, I, I, I'm, it got explained to me as well. So what would happen is say, typically for that, it will be, you go to a store, for example, or you speak to some, wherever that you're going to be loading a debit order with, they have to send a confirmation to your bank to say that they received a request for a debit order to this account. Then your bank says, then the bank says, okay, it tells you that dear customer received a a, a request from this particular company that they want to load a debit order against your account and that um, are, you, are you in agreement with doing that? And as soon as you agree, so here's the one thing that we, I mean, we need to address quickly. <laughs> Humans, especially South Africans, have this thing of Agreeing to load a debit order, and then when the month is bad, they decide that on this particular month it's gonna like ah screw it, I'm not paying. I'm not gonna. I'm not paying this debit order because I need to use the money for something else. With debit check, if it comes through, you will not have that option. Once you've agreed to a debit order, you've agreed to it, and it sticks. You can't reverse it. You can't um, take it off. And there's nothing that you can do about that. So a debit order is going off, a debit order is going off. You will never be able to reverse it unless there's some kind of contractual um, misunderstanding between you and whoever you're supposed to pay or whoever is taking money off your account and you're using and there there have to be changes onto that. So, I mean, that's going to be quite an innovative thing but then also people that are mismanaging their funds are going to have a hard time handling that. And it's quite dope that the the banks are actually enabling that to for you to do that through the app and not necessarily having to go into the branch Correct. and do and, and do it in, and do it there. So it's going to be a very interesting change. And again, DebiCheck is one of many strategies that 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 the regulators are rolling out um, in their vision to get the, the the payments infrastructure in South Africa modernized. Um, so we've spoken about like online and we've spoken a bit about why South Africans don't trust the, the the online the online environment the one thing that i that i wanted to ad- that i wanted to address quickly is we've got massive 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 uh, penetration in terms of cards so south africans are very 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 well versed in using cards which uh, are improving uh, in in the olden days the the cards didn't even have what is called uh, chip and pin technology. <laughs> so EMV that, codes are not so, there. So EMV codes are not even there. <laughs> That's a great, great uh, uh, change that has happened. Um, we now even have uh, contactless cards um, where you can, where you can, where you can, where you can tap a card against a POS device. People are so, and, people and are so against that. <laughs> and again, that is another situation where the, the the market has created a form of convenience. But at the same time, it seems they've created some sort of uh, anxiety around security. Because I've seen some videos where people have shown, um, as, 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 as impossible as those situations may be, how they can be defrauded by tapping their cards against POS devices. So, so there's, a, there's, a, there's a video that someone... So I had a debate with someone on Twitter again with regards to tap and go. And... Honestly, maybe maybe it's because I'm 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 biased towards tech stuff, but again, just like what's a banking, tap and go for me is one of the best things that has ever been made. And someone actually fought for me. They they sent me a video on YouTube where someone was like, uh, a person can can tap your card. So what basically happened in the video is that someone is 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 paying for something. The bill gets loaded on on the 
point of sale machine like the speed point and then they walk over to another person who's busy shopping and then they put their car there's the speed point onto their wallet in their backpack and then they walk away and yes that pos- that situation is possible to happen uh, like it can possibly happen but the practicality of it for me it doesn't make sense so like who, who are you so in a garage one, one you, of the problems that 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 with with that example is that in order for you to even have a pos device you need to register a business <laughs> so you can't merely just get a pos device unless obviously you steal a thousand pos devices off the back of a truck or something you don't merely just get a pos device there's there's certain things that you must do to be able to get a pos device that's number one Number two, in order for you to, to conduct transactions on that POS device, they are all monitored within the national payments infrastructure. So we know exactly where that cash is going or that, where that money is going. And we know exactly where it came from because the card is linked to a particular customer and it's linked to a particular bank, right? So, so all of this stuff around that type of fraudulent behavior seems highly unlikely. And in any event, I think the criminals out there are smarter than that. And, and they're probably already using way more sophisticated um, ways of, of, of defrauding customers. And, and, and to add on to that, I think the basic thing that people need to understand is that the term of this payment is called tap and go. By tap, you have to physically tap the card to the machine. Exactly. How can someone tap a card into your wallet without you feeling it? First of all, how would they even know that your card is tap enabled? Exactly. And some tap cards, I think, um, with, with 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 some of these banks, you can tap the card, but you still have to put in a pin. That's an additional security. Yep. It's like if you're gonna use a fingerprint, your 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 fingerprint to unlock your phone, and then after unlocking a phone with your fingerprint, you still have to enter your either a pattern or a pin code. It's just an added layer of security depending on your comfort level. So it doesn't mean that. And the same way, you have to activate the 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 tap and go facility on on your online profile for some of the banks. Um, and and that that's another added layer of security. And you can also control and your you limit. You can control your limit, right? You can go up and down depending on what you feel comfortable with. So all of that is 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 a is a, is a big player in that. So that that's the card space, and the card space is is is, is genuinely improving. Um, you've got a lot of you've got a lot of companies out there that 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 offer cards and offer various um, benefits with card usage. Um, so that, that's just another thing that, that we've touched on. What I, what I always want to know and what always confuses me, South Africans are gen- generally in Africa uh, a highly banked population. So about 75% of South Africans uh, are banked. Um, however, what I found interesting was this includes those with the, the SASA card. So the, 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 the grant scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we remove those particular individuals, then that number comes down to below 60%. So that tells you that as a society, we are not yet fully banked. What genuinely confuses me is why are South Africans still so hung up on cash? Why do we still want to use cash when in general, cash is 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 is, is very easy for criminals to get their hands on? So from a security perspective, cash is not good. Um, from a convenience perspective, cash is not good. Um, and it, it costs a lot for, for the country to <laughs> print notes and, 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 and make those coins. So why as a country are we still hung up on cash? You know, I'm going to, from a, from a tech point of view, I'm also going to put this blame again back on, on Nikasa. 
<laughs> and 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 there's so and there's um internet service providers in particular the big four cell phone network suppliers reason being people are aware of online activities right they they there's quite a huge especially on things like facebook for example which on its own right is also moving into banking yep right and on the day that that happens you're gonna see a change in terms of people's people's understanding of payments and understanding how to utilize them because of the platform that they trust but the main reason why i'm blaming it is, is because again of its slow change in enabling people to have access to data consistently to be able to do things you know what i mean people uh, in my in my experience and maybe some of our listeners can correct can can correct me after listening to this episode is that people only think that when you have a smartphone the main use for the smart for a smartphone is social media downloading music playing videos yeah. that's about it so once you start talking about making a payment using a phone and <clears throat> also being able to do that consistently they start having issues with that and also all of these various apps that they can be able to do it in are also a, a cause for, for concern the access to the data that they need in order to use this platform is also becoming problematic that's why you're finding that most of these banks are moving to a a payback um, platform where they pay for the cost of data access to the app to, to the app so someone can say no you can access our app even if you don't have any data because banks have understood that the biggest the biggest um blocker is that people would want to do payment either online when they're either unable to afford to buy data at the time or they're in a place where they're nowhere near to so actually they do so be online but they can't access being online because of the infrastructure that exists from a data perspective yeah from an internet perspective look I, I still i still get shocked when i go to a garage i mean tell me tell me this if you go to a store and you hear someone saying taking out physical cash and saying i'd like to get a time from a particular cell phone provider for 30 right i always get shocked when i see cash uh, well, you know, I, I don't get that shocked now, but I still get shocked when I see someone actually buying airtime, <laughs> physically cash in a, in a garage. Or actually, even, or even, actually even, going anywhere to go buy airtime. No, 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 no. Here's what, here's what I find even more interesting. Someone is going to buy airtime to convert to data. <laughs> so, 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 so all of that stuff, when, when all of that is readily available, using the online platforms to make those payments, just is very confusing and what 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 is further confusing is all of those people have access to online banking through their bank accounts right and their online banking profiles allow them to buy data airtime electricity dude uh, to pay for their dstv accounts to pay for their showmax or netflix accounts using that one bank account and that one uh, banking app that they already have so it, it does beg the question when South Africans will, will convert their minds. So the question that, that, that then leads, leads that then we can chat about is who should take the lead here? Should it be the market? So the, 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 the banks, the challenger banks and the new fintech players? Or should it be the regulators? So the Saab, ICASA, should they be taking the lead in terms of modernizing the infrastructure and ensuring that we can have the right access to all of this stuff? Because what I've seen is in the UK, the regulators well ahead of, of, of the banks. They are taking the lead in terms of ensuring that they have a data standard. They're ensuring that they have a level playing field. Whereas in the US, it's different. The US is allowing the banks and the fintech players to lead them and then catching up with regulation 
afterwards when they see things getting out of hand. So how do you think the South African uh, 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 market should approach this problem? That's a pretty interesting question. I've actually, ne- I've actually never, ne- never, never necessarily thought of that. But, but I think it is in the best interest of the banks to actually lead that education. You know what I mean? The reason being that, first and foremost, we uh, people... Here's how, here's how people associate regulators in terms of what they represent. For, yep. well, at least from my point of view. The SAAB is more... It's it's all about interest rate. Yep. You only ever hear about, about the SAAB whenever they're, they're about to tell so people you... people don't even understand the powers yeah, of the they, SAAB. They, they only tell you... You only hear about, about, about the SAAB talking interest rate is going up or it's going down. And, and that's that. that. For your pocket, yes. Right? SARS... You only hear them about tax season and ta- and 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 tax going off on your on your pay on your pay grade on any given day, right? So if it wasn't for Tiremas four, people wouldn't even know what Ikasa was, right? You know what? I mean? <laughs> so even them, they're kind of like for, for me as far as I'm concerned, Ikasa is really needs needs better work. For now, it's not going, it's not doing what it's supposed to do. So I think that it's in the bank's best interest to actually lead that the only thing that is a problem with the banks leading that information is that the trust of the people from the banks is quite low and the reason why the trust is low is because of the perception of the banks mm-hmm. i mean because with all of this we, we cannot ignore transformation at the top Correct. of this bank Correct. so if you if you if you're coming along as a company that you people ha- anticipate that you represent a particular mark uh, a particular a, a particular people. demographic yeah. of people and then you now coming and saying speaking to a, a different set of different demographic of people and telling yeah. them that you need to start using our our our, service. our our services and here's how they're safe and whatever they're gonna they're gonna link it to the historic uh the history of this country and say 100%. no but you people used to do like this so how do we trust that you actually mean what you say and say what you mean and how do we trust you with our money coming into that so i think that this is a great time actually for new um, fintech players to come into the market and say, we, we are going to do this and that and that, and here's how you need to learn and speak in the language that they understand. You know what I mean? I actually attended a, a um, just to, to digress a little bit, I attended a launch for an app mm-hmm. um, that is created by some lady uh, I literally forgot her name, but she's friends with um, Sonia. Sonia Mdaung was someone that I happen to know. And this app is called um, Transport Skate Ticket. So what it basically is, it's like an e-wallet for job seekers. Yep. If you're a job seeker, they allow you to, to pay a small nominal fee to an online e-wallet li- linked to your account. And whenever you need to um, <clears throat> go to maybe go to job hunting and whatever, mm-hmm. that that pool of money. So you pay, but it's a common pool paid by people. So whenever you need to go safe to a job interview or whatever, they, you give them the details of the interview, where you're going, they verify the details of the interview that you're going to. And if it is legit, they give you the money to actually get onto a taxi and get and, and, and get there. So it sort of works like insurance. So the current, the way medical aid works, where we all pay a monthly fee and whoever gets sick, we actually contribute to yes. make that person feel yeah, better. Yeah, exactly. Which is a great thing to do because we know the South African market, people are highly unemployed and all of that. So the technology mm. is, is a great piece of technology. But and the again, thing, it's a platform that you can choose to use, yes or no. So now imagine if that was being done by one of the big four banks. How likely will people trust that? As much as it's, it's a good idea, but I think that from a, from a trust point of view, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily trust it because it would be 
well, it's a bank. Yeah. So, so I think that it's a greater opportunity and a greater market for new people to come into the game and say, we are new. We are doing this um, for you. Here's the things that you need to learn or things that you can't do. And speak to it in their, in their language that is localized, can be understood by the people then. Yeah. Because I think that us, I feel like us, like you and I, or people in our space, are quite privileged in understanding where these things where come these things from. Come from yeah. People are starting now to understand where technology fits in, what are the things that they can do with technology, but the communication and how it's communicated is not at their level where you can literally make it a practical thing to explain to them that this can happen, this can happen, mm-hmm. or this can happen, or whatever all of those things are, and the processes that are in place. There's so many processes that secure people from being defrauded or from learning how to use these payments and and the uses that they can make it from but people are just not coming to the party so you 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 raise a very interesting point around the fact that it should be the new challenges or the new fintech players that should be leading the way and 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 the reason why i asked the question is because financial regulation in south africa at least financial services regulation is so uh tight-lipped and held that it's difficult for new players to come in and make an actual physical mark or a physical change so we know in the next couple of years or at least uh, towards the end of 2018 2019 we're going to have new banks mm. um, and we're going to see how those new banks are able to challenge the, the current incumbents depending on which area they choose to play in um, we know that as well we've got a ton of fintech players that are exclusively built down here in South Africa and service worldwide platforms. So your Snapscans and your Zappers and, and, and we've got gateways as well, such as Paysafe, um, that, that, middleman. that 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 act middleman. as middlemen. Yeah. Um, so they're basically already doing what the big guys are doing, such as PayPal and Stripe, in terms of creating those gateways between customer and customer or, or business and customer. So for me, I think um, I, I take a different view that I think we need the Saab to take the lead on this to ensure that they create a level playing field to ensure that are they, the regulation are they, are they, are they even are they even interested in creating a level well, field that's that's exactly the problem that we have is that i don't think our regulators are interested in creating a level playing field um and i think we need we need them to be interested in creating a level playing field because that's the only way number one you'll get the modernized infrastructure and number two it's the only way that you'll get new entrants into the market that can actually take 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 the the the, the landscape forward, the payment landscape. But also, when you get new entrants and when you create competition and innovation, that's when you'll truly get your 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 economy to grow. And 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 that's one of the things that South Africa is going to continue to struggle with until we get that change of mindset. So if you get new players in, it creates that competition. It creates that innovation. But also. But also um, if, just think about a product such as Cash Send or eWallet. If that had been created by anyone other than a bigger bank, how that particular product would have been received in the market. Because that is, that is for all intents and purposes, a wallet. We use it to send and receive cash, but it actually is a wallet or a bank account. Um, so think about how that product would have been received had it not been run by the big banks. So, the so, so there, there, there are two things I, want, I, want, I wanted to raise quickly. Just for, the first one is that we keep making a point of reference on these payment systems on two specific ones, Snapscan and Zapper. We haven't mentioned it. There's the plenty. One. 
So I don't know of any other of any other more. <laughs> if you know, you can let you can let me know. I'm gonna Guys, check. Engage I'm with gonna, us. We're not gonna mention all the <laughs> other ones. Engage yeah. with us. Tell us all the payment platforms that you, that know. you use. Yeah. Gateways. It could be gateways. Yeah. It could be card networks. Um, but let us know so, uh, on our platform. That's the first one. And number two, I think that here's what here's what I find interesting with with things like cash send and 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 e wallet. Um, the first thing is that people for me e wallet e-wallet and i hate using i hate saying e-wallet because actually the whole platform funny enough actually that idea came with apps first before the <laughs> green bank it's just that the green bank ma- managed to actually um i'm gonna say commercialize it yeah. or, or make it or make it a cool thing to say it's easy it's so cool to put it in a sentence that i'll e-wallet you <laughs> because a person knows exactly what you're meaning talking about you know what i mean but the thing is that here's what i find interesting about that it means that people are able know they're, they're able to create the trust factor mm. with being able to do that something enable them to tell them that look i'm using my cell phone number to get money i haven't been defrauded of that and i mean you always get people saying okay what what about sim swap fraud and whatever but the fact is that even with an e-wallet you can still be hit with the sim swap fraud yep. So what is it about e-wallet that enables people to trust it so much that they can take that as a payment? But when it comes to things like chat banking or even internet banking, they so, they they raise same swap fraud as a potential issue on the same on the same number. I think I think when so I always speak about four and, I, and I've seen it in the research as well. There's four pillars around around payments infrastructure. So the first one we've discussed earlier on security. Uh, the one around cost, I think, <laughs> will leave for another day <laughs> because because cost cost is a driver, but customers tend to be hit with cost and never necessarily have a say on 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 how much things cost. That's always driven by the market. But 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 just, the third just, one just, comes just, to what you're talking before about. Before you go, yeah? you go into the third pillar, just let, just think about that. Also, people trust money market. <laughs> and and, and, and plenty of people still use money market. Money market is big. Money uh, e wallet is big, and they run about as much as people can complain about e wallet being expensive. But money markets and e wallets are almost the same, or run about ten rand per transaction. So, so think about what links money market and and, and e wallet from what what is consistent about those two products. They they are very easy to convert to cash. Hence, South Africans trust them. So, so, so the third the third pillar around payments that that people love cash send and e-wallet type products and, and, and money market is the convenience. So we know that I I can send Khomoto uh, money today and he goes to the bank, the particular bank, he types in a particular number and he types in a particular pin. Some people have longer pins than others. We won't mention which bank. <laughs> but after that, there's cash available to him which he can then spend immediately. So the convenience factor is what they really love. What I really find interesting is in the online payments world, people don't necessarily care about speed. They care more about the safety and the security more than they care about the speed of use. Uh, and that's probably different to you and I, where we, we, we want it to be fast because of, of the lives that we live. But I think in the, in, the, in the greater South African society, what I found was speed is the last factor that they consider. The other three they consider before, before the speed factor. And, but also... Given given that it comes back to what I mentioned earlier about this online payments platform that they they don't care much about speed, but actually speed is affected depending on the size of the transaction that you're making. Of course. The bigger the transaction, the slower they want it to be because they want it to be verified. If it's a small transaction, I feel like they they 
consumers are willing to if i may put it lose that money or take the risk of losing that money because you know it's a small transaction they yeah. could have lost it whatever whatever the the case may whatever the case may be with that it's just that the 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 whole thing about um payments and, and online payments i think of which was also an interesting world that we need to that we, we, we're going to touch on or i believe we should touch on is that people know what happens online <laughs> they trust the internet to a certain degree it's just that i think they they're not being not wanting to make transactions online doesn't have to do with them not being able to have money it's just them not knowing what actually is going on yeah. No, hundred percent. I think I think that's a very good point. So we we I think we've we've had a lot of discussion. We've discussed the pillars. We've discussed types of online payments. So what does the future look like? Like where where are we headed as as a society? Where are we headed, um, South Africa specifically? Uh, when are we going to get rid of cash? So I, 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 we know if you visit the north of Europe, so if you visit the Scandinavian countries, you barely find cash. Um, most of 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 of, of uh, Swedish people, Finland, Denmark, are using credit card, uh, debit card, and in actual fact, that's even getting uh, less. What they're using now is is these online payment platforms that we've spoken about, and they're also using the contactless uh, 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 technology, and they've also figured out a way to use the biometric security features of a human being to ensure that that any type of payment is safe. That's so another world. Your fingerprint, your eye, um, to ensure that any type of payment you make can be safely verified. So where are we going in South Africa? What do you think is next um, in terms of getting getting more modern from from a payments perspective? I think it's a it's a generation flash. What I mean by that is the generation that we that, that we, we we're dealing with at the moment. Um is slowly getting there i mean if you think about it 10 years ago people were very adept to social media they were they were not aware what it was or it was just this little big thing that nobody knew about but now everyone is really on it so i believe that it's more on knowledge knowledge needs to be spread we need to have more platforms where people can be taught about what exactly is is going on i mean you always hear people say oh what if my bank account gets hacked but if you actually ask a person what do you mean by hacking what do you understand about hacking what is hacking to you you know and we, we're gonna we're gonna get to an, an, another podcast of ours where we're gonna speak about internet security as, as a whole including defining what hacking, hacking is, is and the, all the different types of, of of hacking that that are there and how it actually happens um most of the time and some of the interesting cases that we've had yes yeah so we're gonna we're gonna get to that before in another time so but the, but the main thing is that the the payment world is gonna grow but it, it requires people to learn just as much as people had to learn about using cards using atms i mean atms are not built in one day people had to learn how to use them and to trust them and to do things with them you're still struggling with people that uh, you're only starting uh, the the adoption of people actually making deposits Mm -hmm. using an atm is only starting to grow now and it's growing at a slow pace people still believe in going into a branch and to make a payment to deposit money they don't believe in doing it in an atm you know what I mean? So I think that the biggest factor that's going to change the future is that people will change their behavior in um, adopting payment. The problem is if education is not given as a drive, 
it's going to be slow. So and financial I, inclusion, so getting people involved in the financial services world is the number one thing that needs to happen. So people don't even know that the SASA account, for all intents and purposes, is a bank account. Mm. So things like that and helping people understand the power that comes with having access to financial services. And and when we think about SASA, let, let's talk about SASA for, for just for a quick second. SASA has been around for a while, but why do people still queue to get their grant payments every and every single end of the month because it's supposed to be at the end of the month when you wake up just like how we get our salaries you wake up in the morning you know there's money into in your account correct that's the end of the day because do they queue for cash yes some people mostly yeah they still queue for people cash still queue for their payments. people still queue for their payments but there's the card that was for promoting yeah and it's a big push now yeah, On, so, yeah. That's whole, so, so so that's the whole point around around <laughs> the technology piece is that each each mem each person who has a benefit a grant benefit whether it's a child benefit disability pension benefit has an account number linked to them and that account number is linked to a particular card and that allows them access to 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 certain financial services so they can walk into a post office and and withdraw the cash from the post office they can use the big four banks and i think there's been payment structures agreed upon for them to be able to withdraw money from there and 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 they can also buy for discounts using that card at particular uh, 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 supermarkets i think i've seen as well where i think they can go to supermarket and use their card to make transactions to buy uh staple foods so there's there's plenty of stuff that can be done that's not yet being done but again it is the financial inclusion financial education piece that needs to be done are the banks doing enough though well the banks are never going to do enough and the reason why the banks are never going to do enough is because it's not in their interest to do enough no um, i i disagree with that and here's what i'm going to say here's what i'm going to say so if you remember um you and i had a, had a had a conversation about a day or two ago speaking about the blue the blue bank and yep. sap and yep. and whatever i worked at the bank for the particular time period and when i did they had such a huge drive on unsecured banking unsecured yep. whatever think think capitec capitec's entire market is based on unsecured lending and when you say unsecured lending for for those that are listening and, and don't know what that means it basically means that people that have been given money when the bank is not necessarily sure whether they're gonna get that money back from them or not yeah it's okay not, it's not secured by something else yeah it's not secured by something else so you normally when it's secured by something else is either someone else who can back up that lo- the loan or whatever date yes so unsecured lending is that and that's why you never you for now at this point in time capitec doesn't have home loans or car loans as far as i as i remember yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's moving towards that because the market it, it's growing is it's growing um towards that. but what what i'm trying to to get to is that i think that people know the systems man they understand them you know so i just don't think that it's enough the banks are not they they should be doing enough they should be doing enough to to teach people they should be putting on um drives to get people to learn their internet to learn what payments are how can they do do them what they can do with them because remember for every fraud that happens they are at a loss yep. you know what i mean they have to if you if you get defrauded and you can prove that you're not the one the person who made the transaction it was cloned and whatever the bank has to pay you either fully the money the money that you lost or a certain 
amount for it. Mm. You know what I mean? And as much as fraud is going down, for as long as P- the bank is not doing enough to actually um, proactively manage people learning their um, understanding of of the banks and how actually payments work, they're going to keep losing. I don't know if I told you there's a story that happened, um, a, sto- a story about this happened three, four years ago. And I, I, I learned about it that some old man, unfortunately, it's a sad story. He was at, he was at an ATM trying to withdraw money. money. And you know the case of you at ATM trying to withdraw money, then you ask someone to oh, come, and, come and help you. Yes. And then they help him. And then they managed to clone the card in between that, that process. And <clears throat> those guys cloned the card and then they did the most stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Well, not stupid, but weird. They went to a KFC and bought KFC with 2,000 Rand. Jesus. Using the old man's <laughs> account. <laughs> By the time the old man is trying to use the money, the money's gone. And it's like, yeah. uh, niggas literally used, bought, bought K- 2,000 Rand's worth of KFC on the old man's account. You know what I mean? And have you ever, have you ever had this thing where you at an ATM, you're about to withdraw, and then or you withdraw and you finish, and then someone comes in and says to you, "Please help me yes. with my account." Yeah. I get frustrated when that happens Very to me. Much. I hate that. Or not frustrated, but I, I get, I get scared, sad, and frustrated all at once because I'm scared it that, be like that it shouldn't be like this. People should know. Uh, I shouldn't be asking. Someone shouldn't be asking me for favors to help them because they are giving me room to 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 fraud them out because but because of the person that I am in the industry that I work in obviously I can't afford, you, to, do you can't afford to do that so you understand the needs of that particular person you try your best to help yes them. but the education around this payment needs to grow yeah. it needs to um, be more rigid it, it needs to go somewhere where people are actually being told know your card your pin is your security just like people know that your vote is your secret yeah they can know that your pin card is a security. Yeah, 100%. So, future going forward, as the customer changes, and like you said, it's a generation flush, so more young people will be coming mm. in, in, into the market. Um, we know that, in general, the older generation won't change, so most of them will either use cash or the card. My man, uh, my man, it just, just stop. <laughs> there are people that are still using checkbooks, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The checkbook for, is still a, for, still a for, product that they can use for payments. Yeah. For, for those of you that may not know, Checkbooks are still a big market for and banks. I know from a settlement perspective within the payment system, checks take uh, a week to clear. Seven days. They used uh, to be 14. Whereas, <laughs> whereas you now even have real-time clearing of payments available for some type of payment mm. types that exist. And that's why banks don't take checks anymore. Exactly, because of the length of time that it takes for, for yeah, that like, to happen and the amount of maintenance required to ensure that... that but they're still works. printing out checkbooks. Yeah, that's 100%. So... Like you said, the generation flush will bring in newer entrants into the market, um, and newer newer players, and and like I said, those younger people and 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 we still count ourselves as amongst the younger people. We we will care about uh, the security piece, and like we said, there's a lot of stuff happening there, so people shouldn't worry overly about that. The convenience piece, uh, cost will always be a factor because as innovation occurs and as increasing competition comes that will always drive costs down so we know that that will always be a driver and that that will always be going down what else are we looking at in the future that may change the landscape or that may help so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be very direct with this i think that we need more black more black players in the in the in in the fintech world 
And um, but I say fintech. So just to quickly define what that is, fintech means for financial technology. It's uh, all about new ways of of making payments without using the traditional banking system. So you can read up more about that, or if you have any questions regarding what fintech is, you can ask us, and we can gladly assist with that. So I think we need more players. From um, I'm gonna say bluntly, we need more black players in in the fintech world because all of this thing, all of these things are still a perception around skin color and demographics and all of that and again like i said i can only count two players in, in mobile payments and we're speaking snapscan and and zappa i'm not going to talk about the the middleman the payment gateways because payment gateways are, are essentially enablers of either a fintech company or the banks themselves do do doing enabling payments so they are more of a middleman that that is unknown and they're more focused on business but if you're looking for things like the actual um, platforms, so your Snapscans and, and your Zappers. We need more of those players in the market, but also players that are focused on actually giving education to people. Players that can go to the market and say, look, we do one, two, three, four, five, but also we, we can teach you for free how do you actually stay safe and secure online when when new innovations keep coming because at this rate if the market is taking so long to accept these existing systems they will never be able to catch up with the rate of change of how payments technology keeps going Mm. you know what i mean and that's the thing that you have these small businesses that are still by and large dependent on cash think of the think about it a a taxi a, 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 a taxi system if you get if you take a taxi you have to have cash how many stories have you heard of someone saying oh guys i got into a taxi and i was wondering short mm-hmm. you could have been able probably to pay that to pay that using using a particular platform or whatever in actual, they, in actual they, fact think pay they think pay for a taxi ride using e-wallet in actual in actual fact that's a very interesting point that you raise and i think i think this will be a nice way for us to, to close the conversation uber created cash payment for specific markets such as South Africa, Brazil, and India because we're such cash-based societies. And they don't have, or at least I haven't heard anyone refer to that service being available in their bigger markets such as in Europe and and, and in the United States. Um, So again, you're raising the same thing that says we're so reliant on cash for specific types of things such as the taxi industry that new players that came into our market with a completely different or completely modernized infrastructure had to actually change and come back a bit in order for them to cater for our society and it actually should be the other way around where we should have been building to catch up to them um, in order to enable them to be able to run their businesses so the, 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 the education layer is going to fix that as far as i'm concerned look we can speak about data prices data access and whatever but that for me keeps falling or rather let me not say let me not say it keeps falling but people keep so long as they understand the value of what they're paying for they can make means to get data yeah. to do what they to do what they want to be able to do but what is it what benefit are they getting if they cannot be able to find i mean if they if they cannot be able to 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 do it and because they don't understand what they're doing you know what I mean? So, education is quite important in that fact that if you st- if you can stop relying on 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 that, so you find someone having a small 
Samsung, well, I'm gonna say Samsung because that's usually the ones that I see. Say your Samsung J something. It was low, low <laughs> end phones. It was low end J, J something. Everyone has that. They have at least the bare minimum data to be able to do that. Yep. You know what I mean? And if, if, if you go to a taxi rank and you find cigarettes or smokes on the side on the side of the road and you literally want to buy something you have to have cash what if you had a a payment app that said okay you as a person who's a business selling this stuff you don't have to pay data to me you just build you, a wallet you build a wallet where your customer can say okay sharp you can pay me using this thing i will get the money and you can get it almost say almost instant instantly or you can at least allow them to have actually a loan in advance relative to the money that they that they're getting because one of the like you said the biggest problem with why people for me they're not accepting or not adapting enough to this technology is that they want to know that you're giving me money now i can use this money now for what i need right now so so as a final thought guys think about if most businesses especially small businesses had mobile types of wallets and all consumers had access to these mobile type of wallets and they could pay businesses like that in real time the change that would have for a small business because you'd always have cash flow so how many small businesses in south africa struggle with lack of cash flow and therefore can't expand their business or can't enter into new products or can't afford to buy new products because they struggle from cash flow um and that ability to have that wallet where cash can go in all the time would make such a big change for but, them. But but the, the, the end point of that or, or the other addition to that is not just being able to get cash fast, but also being able to use the cash as it Exactly. Moves. So it's, you know the, I mean? it's, the, it's the actual in and out yeah. flow. So yeah. you have to you have to create a whole platform to say excuse uh, you have to create a whole platform to say that you're getting the money quickly from someone right here, right now. I can use this money right here, right now to buy a new product, to buy something else at this point in time, and yeah. not wait until an end of day processing to be able to do it. Because the other thing that oh, is in South like, Africa, ninety days. Yeah, <laughs> because the other thing that is that is blocking people is the fact that they need they get money coming in, but the banks themselves process the money in their account. Um, <clears throat> At, as, sorry, as an end of day thing yep. and then they get the money the following day so if I'm running short of cash right now and I need to to replenish my stock right now at just 2pm I'm closing at 6 and I'm, I, ha- I know that I have money but I can't access that money at this point in time because my bank has not processed my income I'm only going to get it the day before I mean the day after I've already lost quite a substantial amount of revenue for today that I could have made, which would have made my income by tomorrow quite bigger. 100% true. So, Bonga, any final thoughts on, on the payment landscape? I think we will come back to this to this topic because there is a ton of, of, of stuff to discuss. And I think, guys, once again, please engage us on those platforms at TechAliPod on Twitter, and at TechAliPod on Instagram, and what else? Uh, uh, yeah, those two. Actually, yeah. Facebook as well. A, yeah, we've we've launched our Facebook page Facebook as well. Take Ali Park. Yeah. So engage us on all the yeah, platforms. We also have a page on LinkedIn. We do have a page on LinkedIn, um, ah. and 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 we're going to be expanding on that. Page yeah, on we're going to we're going to we're going to give you guys access to various industries and and, and topics yeah, that we discuss that we have access to as well on there. So I think uh, so I think my 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 final thoughts are first and foremost, we need to get more players in in the market 
for for fintech it can't just be snap scan or zappa that are the most well-known or at least those what i believe are the most well-known um you need to get more players and also any new player that comes into the market needs to be able to enable the the important thing of they speak on they they can educate the masses on payments and the security and how it can work number two i think security is a lesser factor the faster thing is enabling people to be able to get money and use it almost instantly right then and there to for, to to do whatever that they want to be able to do and and if we once we once we get over that barrier the other thing is also teaching people how they can start their own payments engine so like how do uh, how do people start zapper or, or snapscan what's the thing that they what are the things that they need to do and i know that um i'll uh, i will share this information on on our twitter page and also on our platforms that you actually can start this you just need to you need to there's a process that requires um parser yeah you need to go through parser to it there's certain validations and whatever and you need to have an infrastructure that is in place but that's going to be a topic for another day yep. i'm going to show share it with you as additional information so education and also quick money in quick money that can be consumed those those things will drive up usage in this market as far as i'm concerned yeah so my final thoughts i think we've discussed it all four pillars security i think guys a lot of work is being done there not much to worry about there but um, more still needs to be done as far as i'm concerned 100 costs costs will always be driven by market factors so the more competition and more innovation the lower the cost will be for for for, for your payments convenience the ability to have access to the money um, in and out as, as Bonga said which is important for both individuals and businesses definitely and then the last one being speed so for smaller types of payments you want it fast for larger types of transactions obviously you need more security and, and therefore those might be a bit slower mm. um, guys remember uh, also you have the parking lot which drops when on a Tuesday on a, on a Thursday so look out for the parking lot <laughs> look out for the parking lot cocoa butter with Dusty and Wang is also dropping. Wednesday. That drops on Wednesdays. And as summer rolls around, the TWS, the weekend special, will be returning. Follow follow all of those pages. Yeah. I think they all have Twitter pages and Instagram pages. Yeah. So please follow them as well. Um, anything else, Bonga? Nah, um, just stay stay locked to the page. And if you have any any kind of input or any other topic that you'd like us to speak about, please shout. We are always quite active on 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 our social media pages so we're there we're listening just shout 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 if you need anything that you need to be taught on that's it from the podcast for this week we out guys